0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Buyer's Market Podcast. This is your regular host, Matthew Winkelstein. I'm joined today by Lee Journey. Lee, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having me today, Matthew.
0: Of course. I'm excited to dive into what we're here to talk about, which is the interim conference and a little bit about how you got into power generation. But before we get into that, I think some of our listeners are wondering, hey, you haven't recorded a podcast in a while. What's going on with the podcast? So I wanted to dig into that first and then we'll get into your story and ultimately the interim conference and who that's for. Right now, we are rebranding the podcast. In the meantime, we are going to be airing a couple episodes around the interim conference, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But the interim conference really fit into our audience, what we were trying to do and what we had done previously. So I felt like this was a good fit for our audience to be able to hear from Lee and also understand about the conference. And then later, we're also gonna record stuff with guests. So we will use this channel to talk to once again, your customers, customers in power generation, engineering and in construction. And so in the future, you can expect this podcast to rebrand around engineering construction, we're going to be focusing on how to digitally acquire talent, how to digitally acquire customers, and how to build for the future, and how engineering construction can take all this technology that people are talking about and leverage it in a way that makes sense for our process. So appreciate everyone tuning into this. Appreciate everyone's patience. As we rebrand the podcast, Engaging Perspectives continues to grow. I just want to thank you again for listening and checking out the podcast. Now let's get into the content here and get into our conversation with Lee. Lee is the host of the interim conference. And so before we get into the interim conference, Lee, how did you become interested in power generation? How did you get into power generation?
1: Well, over the years, my father has been in the power generation industry. He worked for a public utility locally here in Columbus for almost 40 years. Then after that, he started his own business and his main customer was still, you know, a lot of the public and private utilities over the past 10 years. Just growing up in that world, I've been close to it, had a lot of friends and family in that world. So I've been pretty intimately involved um, from a child to an adult. And what really intrigued me is, you know, I started out in a different industry, seeing where this whole energy sector and the future was going. And I thought, Hey, I would really like to jump on board. Let's see what I can do on this side. And I made made the boot move over there, actually worked for one of the local public utilities. After leaving there, I turned into a sales role. And I started to uh, have that public, several public, private utilities be in my customers. And from there, it's really morphed. The utility, they used to do a conference here in town, in Columbus for approximately 20, 21 years. When COVID come about, it ended in 2019. I had a lot of vendors, personal friends in the industry. And they just kept asking, is this going to come back? Is this going to come back? And I was like, I don't know, good question. I was like, let me find out. So I went to the utility and I asked, are you guys going to carry this event forward? In 2022, 2023, they said, no, I don't think we're going to carry this forward anymore. I'm like, great. I'm like, I said, we see a lot of value add here. Have a lot of people in the industry would like to see this go forward. And I thought we would just, let's take all this prior knowledge and interest and let's just move the ball forward. And that's what we're doing. We're kicking it back off again this year, 2022, August 1st through 3rd. And we're happy to do so.
0: Yeah. And and I'm excited to be a part of it as well. Excited to be recording this content and also doing some live podcasts at the event. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I also think it's going to give our listeners an opportunity to hear from some of those executive level buyers and decision makers in power generation. If you don't mind me asking, what year did you get into power generation? You can give me a range within five years, maybe if you don't want to date yourself.
1: Yeah. End of the 2000
0: range. And 2000 range? Yes, yes. So the, when we first met and started talking about this and me getting involved, one of the things that really got me excited was your vision for the future of this conference. Yes. And what we talked about is just how much power has changed during that time. What are some of the big changes you've seen in the power sector over your career in the space?
1: Well, a lot of the big changes is when I was originally in it, even prior to being in it, coal-fired. That's all you ever, I knew was coal-fired, coal-fired, coal-fired. Whether it was locally in Ohio or throughout the United States or around the world. And really over the past 10 to 15 years, we started seeing that move towards net zero. Let's try to be carbon free. And it seems like year after year for the past 10, 15 years, we've seen that 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 gradual increase to get more into the renewables, more whether it be solar and wind. Now we're seeing a big jump and surge probably in the last five years, talking about microgrid, battery storage and the like. And yeah, we've seen a lot of great changes over the past 10 or 15 years, especially the past five years, how much this whole industry has changed.
0: Absolutely. And I know I started in mid to late 2000s and I remember when I started, it was the big coal-fired environmental booms, a lot of environmental projects going on. And the interesting thing I think about during that time is how every gas plant I drove by was not being utilized because gas was so high. and i remember people then saying we're never gonna they'll never build those plants again and then all of a sudden hey here's these gas plants that come and then i remember they're building gas plants and people are doing little solar projects wind turbines offshore winds that'll never become a thing people would say and then here we are it's they're all becoming a thing to a certain degree and it's causing a lot of a transition for the industry which i think is a cool thing about the interim conference where it's been a long it's been around for so long has that rich history and now you're positioning it to be able to be here for future generations and for more of these transitions yes. in power generation. Yes, sir, All the right.
1: main goal is we see interim as it's a, it's not just an energy forum, but it's an energy forum where you have multiple disciplines that are engaged in the energy sector coming together to provide one central solution to the right reliability, safety, resiliency of our energy future. So it's everybody working together.
0: Yeah, that collaborative component is so important. And I think we all compete at some level if you're in this industry, but I think there's a lot more opportunity for collaboration than there is for competition. Not that healthy competition isn't good, but competition doesn't have to preclude collaboration either. And that's one of the things I also like talking about you, about the vision for the interim conference, having some of these people at the plant at these facilities that are maybe overlooked sometimes giving them a space to come in and talk to their peers and then also view new technologies that are out there
1: yeah it's great because we have people just not on the vendor and exhibitor side we actually have plant personnel coming in actually performing technical presentations talking about lessons learned at their facilities talking about past equipment new technologies they're using and how technology has changed over time and where they see their plant going or maybe their particular industry going. So I think this year is going to be, be interesting. It's really going to be different because you're going to see a lot of good conversations, It's not on the technical side, but you're going to hear from executives from a lot of the major utilities in, in, in probably seven states here, and you're going to learn what, you know, they're doing to really reach this goal, being carbon free here in the next 10, 15, 20 years.
0: Yeah. And the other, thing I, the other thing I appreciated about the conference is it's, it, although it's embracing renewables, it's not turning its back on fossil, yes. where there are still people at these plants. The plants are still operating. We need them as a country right now to be able to continue to have reliable power, at least for the foreseeable future. Yes. And so this conference, although it's embracing renewables, is also creating a space for those people to still have knowledge and share knowledge. So we talked a little bit about who it's for, but let's be specific with who it's for. Why don't you tell me who the who's gonna benefit from this and why? You're gonna
1: have a lot of the power producers that's gonna ben- benefit from this directly. You're gonna have a lot of exhibitors and vendors that are in the space that actually sells their equipment or services to these utilities, whether it be your, your tier ones, tier twos, tier three utility providers. Everyone can, from maintenance, engineering, procurement, all the way up to executives. We, have, we pretty much have a piece from everybody Something they can learn or, or walk away with a new value add.
0: Yeah. And the thing, the other thing I'd like that we had discussed previously, and I actually had talked about this in a LinkedIn post where the thing that really sold me and wanted me to get involved in this was your big vision for the future and all the industry that's coming to the Midwest and how this can really service that. But what also struck me is how even this year you're making changes where the conference used to be focused just on those fossil plants. Now it's like, hey, we're gonna do a renewables panel. We're also gonna bring in transmission distribution, which is huge right now. Everyone's trying to figure out how they're gonna staff all that work. You brought them involved. And then on top of that, everyone's trying to solve the labor shortage and you've reached out to the universities and see if you could get some engineering talent to come, which I think just adds more and more layers of more and more value for the potential attendees.
1: Yes, totally agree. We really spread our net out there. I mean, primarily it was a lot of the lo- local utilities. We've expanded way beyond Ohio, We're far reaching as Tennessee, Virginia, Illinois, and all the states within that circle, all the way up to Columbus. And yeah, everyone plays a part. We are reaching out to a lot of uh, big companies you wouldn't even think of that is in, in the energy realm, whether it be the Battels on the research and development side, the universities are actually working in hand with some of the companies like AEP, NG, and the like. So yeah, everybody is really has their hands in our energy future.
0: Absolutely. Why don't you expand a little bit on that vision? When we met, you talked about Meta being in Columbus. You talked about AWS being in Columbus. Everyone knows about Intel. How do you think those people can incorporate those type of industries can incorporate into the power generation conference? Because I think there's a lot of stuff there with people that are now power producers, but also can you see a place where it's also focused on them too? And what does that look like?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. We're already looking at what 2023 and beyond is going to look like. I'm glad you brought that up for next year. As everybody knows, Intel's put Columbus on the map. We were already on the map. That's really cemented us as the Silicon Valley of the Midwest. We don't have, we, we have Meta or Facebook here. We have aws from amazon we have microsoft and now we have intel all of these they have huge data centers they really need a lot of support from the grid and from the power producers next year i think it's really going to be good we're starting to develop a panel so we can learn okay what are you guys doing to benefit the energy sector what's this mean to us how are you also helping gain the carbon free net zero goals And really just hear what they have to bring to the table. The second big category is the EV charging, electric cars, electric vehicles. And we have a couple of electric vehicle companies here in Columbus as well. So we're planning on getting them on a panel. Let's hear what they're doing. How is that really changing the dynamic of the gas powered cars to electric powered cars, how, what's that really do to our environment? What's that do to the surge on our grid? I think that's a lot of good things that we're looking at for next year. And I think a lot of people's excited about. And really the third big area, the takeaway, twenty twenty-three and beyond, Bitcoin mining. This is a whole new industry. It's been out there a couple of years, but really it's starting to bubble up. Everyone's wondering what's Bitcoin mining? What they're buying these power plants or they're building new power plants? Why? So I think next year we're really gonna learn why are they building these power plants? What is the energy usage they need? And you know, what what is it really about?
0: Yeah, and I'm passionate about digitally engaging with people generally. My whole thesis behind leaving my really good job and starting this company was the way that people consume information has changed and our industry hasn't necessarily kept up with that. And one of the challenges I saw in a previous role was we were trying to reach non-traditional customers that weren't aware of who we were because they weren't in the industry. And so what you just described is a lot of those non-traditional customers and whether you're a power producer like a utility or whether you're an engineering firm or a construction firm, you have to find a way to be able to get in those non-traditional customers to understand what right. they want. So I like how you're also bringing that component of it to a lot of education. Cause I think, you know, someone like Intel, they probably, they know a lot. They right. might be able to learn a thing or two about power generation, how to get some of this stuff done from some of the people that are at this event as well.
1: Yes.
0: All right. We end every buyer's market episode with when we talk to successful people, we want to know what is your most impactful routine or habit. So I'll give you a second to think about that as we go through these rapid fire questions. That's my last question for you. So
1: where's the conference going to be held in Columbus, Ohio, August 1st through 3rd?
0: At the Huntington Convention Center, in- correct? And it's
1: going to be at the Greater Columbus Convention Center right downtown.
0: Awesome. I know that, or I believe that you have rooms blocked out at the nearby Hilton. And so if people are interested in attending the event and they want to stay multiple days, they can get that information from the website. We'll provide that in the show notes. But August 1st through 3rd in Columbus, if you're in the area, stop in. If you're not in the area and you're listening to this podcast, you should strongly consider attending because there's gonna be a lot of good information there for you. And if you do make that decision, check out the interim website, check out the interim LinkedIn page, and then you'll be able to find good hotel rates through that. Anything that I missed there, Lee?
1: No, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. It's pretty much an event that's going to be approximately nine to five on Monday with an evening event, then nine to five on Tuesday with an evening event, and approximately nine to noon on Wednesday, then we wrap up at noon. But yeah, two and a half action-packed days of technical sessions, keynotes, conferences, workshops, user groups, and exhibit hall. So really a lot to do and a lot to learn.
0: Yeah, and. I am fortunate to be moderating the executive panels, and go look at the executive panel list. Some very impressive companies that are supporting this, like an AP, like a Louisville Gas and Electric. There, it's uh, the guests are going. The guests and attendees are good, but when you look at the panels and you see who's going to be there talking, like we had mentioned earlier, I think you're going to hear straight from the horse's mouth what's happening. You're going to learn a lot. So, as we wrap this up, Lee, what is your most impactful routine or habit?
1: Yeah, the most impactful routine, I always try to go to bed happy with a smile on my face and anything that bothered me the day before, try to wake up in the morning, look at that list. How can I make it better today going forward?
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. That's an interesting way to reflect. I think most of us aren't reflective of our days and that's why sometimes our bad days stack up and we can't stem them off. So... Nice routine or habit. I think everyone should consider that one. That's one I have in a different format as mine. That's definitely served me. You'd be amazed how many times you write something that didn't go well the day before. And the next day you perform that even better. Even sometimes when I'm not focused on that. So exactly. good piece of advice for everyone. Once again, consider attending the interim conference at Columbus. You can come talk to awesome people like Lee and I. And more importantly, you can hear from your customers. Have a great day, everyone. Look forward to hearing you on the next episode.